Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that for the month of October pits two horror movies with loads in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. That's right, it's a Halloween countdown that is... Shocktober. This week, in the red corner, it's our Shocktober dip into the world of Stephen King. And this year, we're tackling his debut novel and the first of his books to be adapted for the big screen from 1976. Director Brian De Palma unleashes Carrie. While in the blue corner, more teenage terror as outcast sisters Ginger and Bridget deal with the fact that one of them has been bitten by a werewolf, threatening both their lifelong bond and anyone who gets in their way. From 2000, Ginger snaps. It's the night of the senior prom. The Bates High School gym is alive with excitement. Everybody is there, even Carrie White. The girl no one likes. Oh, sorry about this incident, Cassie. It's Carrie! And everyone makes fun of her. The girl who lives in that creepy house with her crazy mother. So, uh, Fitz, I think we should get together. No. Out by 16 or dead in the scene, but together forever. United against life as we know it. Let's get out of here. So it's a horror high school showdown this week, but which film is better? Let's find out together. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. Shocktober. Hello, Clash Potters. Eve was weak. 
Eve was weak. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crumpton. I can see your dirty pillows. <laughs> I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go with that one. Yeah. I don't know. It's something upsetting about it. It's really upsetting. Dirty pillows. I think that's why he chose those words. Yeah. 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 Words are his power, <laughs> as it says on the front of many of his books. Welcome to part one of Carrie versus Ginger Snaps. If you are new to the show, this is how it works. We'll be doing Carrie today and Ginger Snaps on Thursday, at which point we'll declare which is the better film. So the clue Chris gave on last week's show was... Period pieces. Great stuff. You followed it up on Twitter with... Coming of Rage movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so your guesses turned up on our Twitter schoolyard where we are at ClashPod in they turned it into a bloodbath. But it's still worth a visit if you'd like to follow us for loads of exciting behind-the-scenes pod action. We're also on Instagram and TikTok at ClashPod. And check out our YouTube channel as well for some Clash of the Visual variety. And please do hit subscribe. So who are we congratulating, Chris? No idea. No one is the answer. Shut up. I didn't find one. Yeah, yeah. Someone guessed it before I did the second clue. Really? Yeah, Ugh, yeah. Just didn't I think it was Russell. Back far enough. And then a few other people suggested it, but I think it was Russell. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we I had missed, a few. I missed a trick. I thought you were being pretty lax with no third clue, with no correct guesses. Yeah, all good. Uh, all right, then. Well, look, I haven't done my due diligence this week. I want to apologise. Let's. Should we just go with Russell? Yeah, for sure. Fuck it. Russell, congratulations. One, there's more than one Russell, isn't there? So it could be Russell. Exactly. We're hedging our bets. Yeah. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, if we want to hedge our bets, Gary. Gary. Yeah. Go Gary. Always go Gary. But you're saying Russell. I think yeah, so. Yeah. Fine. I can see it here. Fine. It's one of the 237 Russells who listen to this show. Congratulations, Russell. Your prize this week is to be crowned Clash Pod Prom King. We promise nothing bad will happen. Oink, oink. Connect. <laughs> uh, section dead animals pigs and all mm. dogs brilliant a lot a lot of dogs lots Can of I dogs just... really feeling your pain when i was watching that one out sorry just these okay well i'll do it then shall i sure periods that's the thing that links both of them and you haven't managed to not say it once and you've done your introduction and you're doing the connection but you lead with dogs yeah that so, is that is my mm-hmm. system of value. Uh, no periods get killed in this film. <laughs> exactly. That's true. The periods survive, don't they? Mm. Uh, it just I felt like it was an ongoing theme. Men are pointless and irrelevant, but good directors. <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, bullying in PE lessons. Not being good at periods. I'll just come. Back. I'll just keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've got periods written down. People thinking they're dying specifically mm. from their periods. Very good. <laughs> oh God, Alex. I'm joking. I'm fine with periods. See, t- I actually love them. <laughs> Teenagers who look 40. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, sure. it feels like some people getting their periods in these films could be approaching menopause. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Catherine Isabel, who plays Ginger in Ginger, Ginger Snaps, did star in the 2002 mm-hmm. TV movie of Carrie. Oh, did she? Yes, oh, not as Carrie, as someone called Tina. You've read Carrie. I have. Is Tina in it? Uh, not that I remember. Fine. <laughs> Apparently, it's just a more faithful adaptation until the end where Carrie survives. Oh, that's my change. (laughs) (laughs) Did you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, Carrie survives because they were pitching for a TV series that Mm. never manifested. Yeah. Uh, That's, I think, we said bullies, school bullies, that's it, that's all I've got. Sure. Let's do this. On Thursday, Chris is exactly where <laughs> he wants to be. <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, which means today, Vicky is finally getting to go to the prom. V, take oh, us on a journey. Thank you. Carrie's got the painters in, so white turns to red. 
scaring the bejesus out of the poor girl because she doesn't know a thing about menstruation. Spoiler alert, you will always feel like you're dying, even when you're a seasoned pro. And also, chill out. At least you came on in the shower so you didn't ruin your favourite knickers or have to leave a swimming pool very quickly. It could be worse. It could also be awesome because now Carrie has stepped into her power so she can sass her mum and go to the prom with Heath Ledger from 10 Things I Hate About You. I mean, Tommy Ross. And move things with her mind. And what starts with flipping ashtrays and fixing mirrors will end after the bullies tip a bucket of blood all over the most spaced out prom queen ever with mass murder and destruction and impaling your unhinged mother with a variety of kitchen utensils, which she bloody loves, by the way. What a brilliant power to have. Cannot wait to see what you do next with it to anyone who pisses you off. Oh, no, you're dead. So that's the end of you, period. Uh, just uh, mm-hmm. for anyone who, uh, who doesn't watch uh, the show, and who knows whether that clip will make it, uh, Vicky actually did a, a sort of late-night US TV <laughs> chat show move <laughs> as she went space. She went, one space. For you, one for you. There you go. Got it. Yep. Sissy space. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all week. That's Try the veal. Right. Uh, so, as you mentioned, I did read the book, but it was... A long time ago, I was very young. I think I was about 16 or 17. But the point being, I was at school. (laughs) So I loved the book. The first time I saw the film, I was less enamoured because the the film is obviously a 70s drama uh, piece, rather. So you're like, oh, that's the school. But when you're reading it, you can project that it's your school. So I spent a lot of time staring at ashtrays, didn't you? At school. Yeah. I could do it. I no, she just wanted it. a fag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that means now that I'm a, all grown up and not as triggered by school, she says, uh, I appreciated the film a bit more this time. Mm. What about you? I, I watched it once when I was about nine or ten, I reckon. Um, obviously didn't fully appreciate some of the deeper thematic elements to it. Was more interested in the horror. Um, didn't... It didn't make a mark, really, apart from, obviously, like everyone who uh, watched it. I got the shit scared out of me by hand at the end. Yes. But aside from that, I I remembered the pig's blood scene, but my memory of it is sketchy. Okay. Thank you. I watched this in my mid-teens when I was mainlining horror like a maniac. Mm, and I thought, bet you've read it, haven't you? No, because everyone said the film's much better than the book, including Stephen King, no. so I've just stuck with the film. Um, and... Yeah, I thought it was fantastic, but also it's just one of these weird films where everyone knows the ending before you watch it, even if you're not trying. Yeah. Because they put the ending on the front of the bloody video (laughs) and on the posters (laughs) in the cinemas. And it's like, why would you... I mean, it's a startling image. It got people in the cinemas, but you're waiting for it and it is the blooming climax of the film. So uh, I think that is a shame. But yeah, I thought it was great and I've been very excited. We've been waiting a long time to do this one. I'm very excited we're finally doing it. I think this is a really good week. I love these films. Yeah, me too. Interesting. I'm very excited. They're both terrific. So let me tell you... Terrific. Terrific. That's one for you. Do the wing. Look at the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so as you said, it was Stephen King's first book. And during my research, this will now take its place with one of the 50 million other apocryphal stories from this podcast where a wife (laughs) has rescued a manuscript from the bin and encouraged her husband in a loving, supportive, but not domineering or ambitious for herself way. Mm -hmm. You just keep going, husband. There's something in this whole period thing. (laughs) Aren't wives brilliant? That's what I think. She also told him, you don't really understand women's bodies. (laughs) I can can help out with that. You've got something here. I want to know the rest of it but you need some help with the lady stuff which I think is quite funny and quite believable yeah with the period (laughs) stuff I guess Um, I mean she could have been very very subtly going 
you need to be better <laughs> you, you just yeah. don't seem to understand women's bodies in, in general. Even though I've been telling you and you've lived I've, with me. I've been married to you. We have children, you've Stephen. Seen my body. I am saying this as a supportive but not domineering wife, <laughs> although I may have to be if you don't get on board. Buck up your ideas. So, uh, 20th Century Fox, they hire Lawrence D. Cohen, who we also know from the It TV series which I didn't know until I did this because I'd forgotten. Mm. Uh, anyway, they hate that script. So then it goes into turnaround, goes to United Artists. It's going to happen, but the budget is smaller. But anyway, Brian De Palma wants to do it. So that's all good news. Then, right, casting. So by sheer coincidence, I last week read, when I was really hungover and it really helped me, uh, The Princess Diaries by Carrie Fisher. So that's how I found out about this very famous dual audition that she went to. So Brian De Palma, George Lucas, in the same room, looking for Carrie, Leia, Luke Skywalker, all the rest of it. So everyone who reads kind of reads for both things, because you might as well. Yeah, sure. So Well, it's 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 all on YouTube as well. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's fascinating. So, yeah, William Catt got really close to playing uh, Luke. Yes. And he gives a great audition. And Amy Irving got even closer to playing Leia. Yes. I can see that. You can see it, can't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so William Catt... He did a screen test with Kurt Russell, who was also on the shortlist for Luke. But mm, also that's on YouTube. Amazing. It's all there. Isn't that good? Uh, so there's a lot of shuffling now and, and different stories of who's going to play who because apparently Brian De Palma wanted Sissy Spacek for Chris, the bully Chris. Mm. Um, but then she does this audition... <laughs> Covers her hair in Vaseline and she's got this scary sailor dress, which she is wearing in the scene in the classroom where she likes Tommy's poem. And it's this dress her mum made for her, apparently for when she was seven, but she still fits it because I mean, she's very skinny. So she just turns up looking very scary and frightening and smashes it. And so he's like, that's okay. Yeah, it was an actress called Pamela Sue Martin who had the part, yeah. effectively, who he'd seen in a movie called Out of Time. And so there was, uh, she tells a story that basically she said to Brian, I, I really want to audition for this because her husband was DP on the film. Yeah. And he suggested, although I don't know why he needed the husband to suggest her when Badlands was three years before. And if you've seen that, you're like, yeah, this girl would be. Because it was the 70s yeah. and a man has to speak for you. Pretty sure Sissy Spacex's husband suggested her as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's just what how. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, sorry, about. I didn't realise you'd mentioned that. I no, was no, somewhere no. else thinking that's about just how it works. You have to go. Women rescue stuff from bins and gently, but not domineeringly, encourage you to write. Right. And you say to your husband, "I'd like to be in this film." They say, "I will speak to him." Don't worry about it. <laughs> but she said, uh, the "Department said that she made everyone else look silly." how yeah. good her audition was and I think this is lovely she left and went out to the car park to go home and Jack Fisk her husband came running after and said you've got the part ask for whatever you want <laughs> so I think it's really lovely must have been a lovely moment in their relationship that's so lovely yeah that's a uh, good reason to support your wife in it's a situation just, like that it's phenomenal ask for whatever you want for us, us. for the we, house. I love you <laughs> quite different though isn't it because I believe in the book Carrie's got acne and she's overweight yeah she's, she's getting bullied over things like that whereas here she's sort of ephemeral monarchic. she's like an angel. alien yeah alien. an alien that's <laughs> an, fair an yeah. angelic alien an angelic alien but I think that I mean I think they got really lucky I mean I wonder if they got super lucky with the cast because everyone's agent was like there's Star Wars and this so everybody go I think Nancy Allen is brilliant Amy Irving is amazing and actually as Princess Leia she probably would have been amazing as well. Obviously Piper Laurie, Betty Buckley, all these different ways that all these different women embody 
uh, like the way that we torment each other, even when it's very well intentioned. I think Betty Buckley's Miss Collins is a really interesting character. Fascinating. So good. Mm. Just all good. And she said, because she'd worked on a couple of De Palma films without getting a major role in either of them. And she was saying she wasn't sure when she got the script, I think the initial script, the part was not there. No. But then it was De Palma who suggested they collapse the characters. Yes. And so the principal and the gym teacher became basically the same character. And suddenly she had a lot to do in the movie. There's yeah, a character called Miss so Desjardins. Good. And it's just a little thing, but she just, it's only, she doesn't have like tons of screen time, but the things she says to Carrie play a different role in the kind of torment or projection of like different feminine types on this woman. There's one line that she says to the principal in that first yeah, meeting, so good. Where, which just basically goes, oh, okay. So, which I would, I never noticed the first time I watched it, but completely changes her character for the rest of the film and everything she does. Yes. Mm. I know what you mean. Are you disappointed that it sort of lost the Rashomon approach to the story, where in the book, you're getting yeah. everyone's point of view, some from years later. And here, that was in that original script. Yeah. And it was De Palma said, I want it leaner and meaner. And he changed some stuff for economic reasons. Yeah. So he said he didn't want her destroying the town because yeah. her her world is high school. It's not the town. And so I'm I gonna... missed that. I like that bit. Mm. I, he just said, I mean, he, he did say they couldn't afford it. Yeah. So it was that simple. I think that's part of it. But I, I certainly think there are moments, especially towards the end, that are just too lean, which granted may well be a bit because of budget but it's too lean there's yeah. one my change involves something that I'm just like oh come on <laughs> I haven't got to hear and I'm not being given that yeah. do you think it misses that POV stuff though from after the fact I so it's interesting because with the first time I watched it I remember I was a bit like oh I'm kind of I've read the book and now this isn't as rich but this time I was much more engaged with the, the direction of it because, as in the, the way it's directed I didn't appreciate that when I was younger now I just can't believe how good it is and that had me and captured me mm. but also um, yeah Mark was like oh this is boring I was like this is one of the best made films I've ever seen in my <laughs> life so I don't know he just thought it was yeah it, it was too episodic he didn't say episodic obviously I did but um, <laughs> it was wow too... what a thing to call him out on <laughs> okay, man, and now you word. seem worried that he might think we think that he said that word I mean it's a, it's a fine word no it's a great word he's just you know how disengaged he is with this My, he's never read a word I've written ever and he won't and he's like he, and, it's, and it's killing me <laughs> but it's just like what have I got to do anyway good, good like this weekend yeah thanks man yeah. <laughs> holy shit yeah by the time this goes out my god oh yeah that's a weird thought yeah, yeah. shall we be... say yeah okay are we allowed yeah. I don't... Yeah. it's yours to say really <laughs> a bit late now <laughs> I'll be married you'll be married yay oh god mm. we'll take oh, a nice okay. photo on the day that I'll post it. of the three of us not of you and your husband <laughs> Yes, please. I was thinking that let's just try and get some good photos of us, like that we look nice sure, and not hammered. Yeah. It's better if we volunteer it though than you make us photographers for your wedding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've sort of made everyone photographer because <laughs> <laughs> I won't pay for one. <laughs> All right. So can I ju- just to finish this off? Can yeah. I suggest if we do do that, we do the photos before nine p.m. Yes, hundred okay? percent. Just putting it out like, there as sure. soon as possible. Sure, because I will remember it too in the morning. But <laughs> yeah, you always do. Always do. In your kitchen. <laughs> With your backs to me. Almost like it's on purpose. I don't want to say that. Now, the last thing before we talk about the film, I just wanted to get on your soapbox, Chris Tilly, because Mm. I can't believe this is an 18, right? So I went to look at the BBFC 
justification for why it's sure. 18. And it just says, language, implied off-screen sexual activity and the cruelty of the bullying scenes. But I think it's because of the blob. I think they're terrified of periods. Um, I just don't see that it's an 18. It's not that bad. Is it the nudity at the start of Young Girls in the Changing Room? I mean, it doesn't say nudity in mm. their thing. And that'll, also, that'll, that'll get you an 18, though. Well, that's like a, like a porky. It's probably the same amount of nudity as porkies. Mm. Yeah. Well, I thought Tonally it was... Tonally almost identical. <laughs> I thought but, it was because of uh, the blob. So I No, I wouldn't to... be surprised. Oh, look, we talked about James Furman uh, last week on the Exorcist episode. He's not, he wasn't a p- particularly progressive man. Yeah. And I don't think he was in touch with his feminine side. So I would not be surprised. Aren't they given reappraisals now? Jaws used to be a 15. Or no, did it used to be a PG and was up to a 15? I'm sure that changed rating. So I, I thought certain films were reappraised. Would you like some euphemisms from around the world for periods? Sure. Ready? Yeah. These are my favourites. These aren't all of them in the world. Ant Flow, Shark Week. I thought you'd like that That's one. That's great. Yeah. Communists in the gazebo. Fantastic. <laughs> um, Strawberry Week. On the rag. There's some. There's one from, uh, I think it's Japan, but it's called Blood Festival. And it's like, that's not a euphemism. That's just, that's worse. <laughs> that makes no sense to me. Wow. Uh, my favourite is Red Weddings. Quite a new one, but I quite like that. Of course, of yeah, course. Yeah. It's nice. Uh, Shark Week's the best. Shark Week. <laughs> uh, this is why Stephen King thought the film was better than his book. He said, I tend to view events straight on and humorlessly. Right. But Brian De Palma saw a chance to make a movie that was a satirical view of high school life in general and high school peer groups. Uh, and he was just super impressed with the whole thing. Yeah. And let's be honest, this is what got him going. Mm. He said that Carrie's the book that made him, but Carrie the movie made the book. This right. book wasn't selling in huge amounts it and this film yeah. sort of changed everything. So he would have made it, obviously, eventually. But this really is what got things going, was this film. Is he saying then, Stephen King, that he thinks the movie has a sort of very sly sense of humour to it? Yes. I I don't see that at all. This is one of the saddest movies I think I've watched in a long time. I find it I mean, heartbreaking get, you, and not scary, just sad. You get wacky Benny Hill speeded up footage when they're, doing, when oh, they're going yeah. for their tuxedos. Oh, I don't like so that. so annoying. I don't that like thing. that at all. I don't like that. Only because the dialogue is not funny. So I can't remember what that boy yeah. is saying, but it's like, just stop it. The speeding up thing yeah, doesn't help either. Minor characters who you're like, who are you? Yeah. Why are we here? Why yeah. are we doing a tuxedo scene? I thought you might like it because it's a makeover montage. I know, and I did. <laughs> and I, I think where we have to get our heads as well is when I was reading around this, is obviously we're, we're doing this in 2023. There was no precedent for this when this film came out. Like this was just blew people's brains that this could happen yeah. in a movie. That well, they were watching. That's reflected in the box office uh, because it was about 1.8 to make, but it made over 30 million, which is bananas. Yes. Yeah. And what's I, its uh, Rotten Tomatoes score? It's 97%. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What did the Washington Chronicle give it? <laughs> it wasn't on at my local multiplex, and so I couldn't go and see it, so I fucking hate it or something. Uh, and obviously, Sissy Spacek and Piper Laurie were nominated for Oscars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so was that the first time? Oh, no, it was after Ellen Burstyn. So this is the second time yes. anyone got nominated for a horror film, so I believe. So we're on a good run. Yeah, I mean, it stops mm. straight <laughs> after this. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> really Se- the 70s were just better in so many ways. <laughs> we weren't even alive. Oh, well, uh, I was, yeah, about, fuck yeah, off. Me too. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, God, sorry. Yeah. Piss off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
Cunning. Sorry. I mean, not cunning. <laughs> I know. I wasn't I old. That. I wasn't yeah. old. You I wasn't just... going to the cinema. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me, look at me. Ba- baby face, Crompton. <laughs> Someone told me the other day, I don't know if he was taking the piss out of me, he said, I thought you were 35. And I was like, are you being mean to me or are you being nice? But I just, I messed up that compliment. Yeah, th- that implies that I know how old you are. <laughs> That's a good point. Older than, younger than you. Sure. Summer, but I don't know. I think of us as the same. Anyway, uh, right. Let's talk about the film then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, you ready? You eat shit. Oh my God, that's how I all school. <laughs> eat shit, school. <laughs> Fucking school. <laughs> uh, honestly, this, uh, this is, it's harrowing. It reminds me, you know, you were talking about, you know, being at school watching this and being able to project, you know, your feelings. Uh, uh, even now I was watching this going, fucking PE lessons, man. They were the fucking worst this and they were always thought, like this. They were I designed... thought you were going to say bullying, not no. PE lessons. No, it's, it's, <laughs> PE lessons is where bullying manifested because it's about strength, athletic yeah! prowess. Yeah, come on! <laughs> I knew we'd disagree on this. They are the worst and they are fundamentally designed. What sort of, what sort of educational facility goes, what we're going to do is we're going to have two teams and these big guys, these cool guys, the yeah! best looking guys in the air, are going to pick who they want on their team. And so by definition, we are going to let you know how shit your value is within your peer group. Yeah, it's mm. brutal. Ridiculous. I hated, hated PE. It's not my natural uh, arena, as I'm sure you can imagine, but I just hated it. And it's a mark of how much I hated it. Then when I'm watching the shower scene in Carrie, I was like, at least your showers are hot. It looks all right, because I was fucking worse. See, this is what I mean about how sad this movie makes me when she's washing herself in the shower it's like her life i think at home and in lessons is so awful that she takes this simple pleasure from just hot water yeah. and cleaning herself and i was just like oh, this movie really upsets me i mean that's sweet you thought that i thought that's brian de palma having too much of a good time no. if i'm honest i think i was steady on brian she really? just let the girl have a shower yeah it's a bit too much. <laughs> well, he's he's a voyeur and he's Mr. Male Gaze. I mean, this is the first of many yeah. uh, such films. But I also, th- I think it is interesting. I do think there's more to it than just titillation. Sure. <laughs> I think, I think. That works. God, he's oh. so right. <laughs> one of my, my favourite callbacks already. <laughs> but I think he, I think you could see it as him misleading the audience deliberately. Like, oh, you might think this is erotic. But I'm going in a different direction, and there's romantic panpipe music being played in. And oh, have you got a direction? Guess what, fucker! <laughs> Bang! <laughs> and I think there's a—is that how periods start? <laughs> Bang! <laughs> <laughs> just bursts like a dam. But you know, he they does do, yeah. he does like to mess with his audience and I think I think he's doing two things at once there. Yeah, he, uh, having his cake and eating it kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. Fine. yeah. It works for the film. I mean, uh, some refuse to to get completely undressed on the day some of the actors mm. um amy irving talks about the fact that they all discussed it beforehand and they were hoping that they sort of planned it so that lockers locker doors and arms would cover their bits and mm. they said turns out that doesn't work wow so a bit like uh, chris hargenson going we can stop this if we all stick together oh god that's depressing <laughs> isn't it well there is a version where the for tv they've got towels in front of them the girls and there's another version, apparently, although I didn't check, I didn't watch it, where someone animates knickers onto one of them. <laughs> so, wow. That sounds hilarious. What a, what a YouTube supercut that yeah. is. It's, it's some interesting behind-the-scenes stories about this, though. So so Sissy Spacek asked De Palma how she should act in this scene, and he told her to act like you're being hit by a truck. She didn't really know how to do that. But her husband, Jack Fisk, when he was a little boy, 
was looking at um, some Christmas lights down his street and got hit by a car oh. and ended up under the car. Oh, that's sad. What a, what a time and place to be hit by a car. Oh, my God. That's awful. <laughs> um, so, so um, oh, my God. This is rapidly going to turn into the saddest episode. So uh, Jack Fisk is sitting next to her in the shower, giving her the blood that she is using to sort of put on her hands and stuff. And he keeps telling her the story in between the takes. And so she said she used that. She said, I'm looking up at lights, then I'm looking up at a car. That's what, that's my, that's my reaction in this scene. And actually watching it, I can kind of see that going through her mind. It's an incredible opening to a film, this. It's absolute nightmare fuel because it operates on the rules of a nightmare. Being naked in front of your peers, thinking you're dying and having them laughing at you. Mm. That's a nightmare. That's the rules of nightmares. It's incredible. And, and you know, he shoots this entire film like a dream. Mm. Uh, But having plug it up shouted at you. (laughs) Um, Nancy Allen said that her and her sort of fellow actors worked themselves up into a frenzied state. And she said, I really felt like I hated Carrie and it was very disturbing (laughs) day on set. Wow. Um, but what I would say to Miss Collins is if you want to help someone who's hysterical, don't slap them and shake them. Yeah. It's not going to help. She does it a lot in this movie. A lot, a lot people, of yeah. people get slapped in this movie. The 70s. Chris gets slapped repeatedly. Well, I think, I, think, I think that's one of the ways this film is different now to how it was then because we're disturbed by different things. Yeah. I don't think a 1970s audience was as shocked by the slapping mm-hmm. yeah. uh, by a figure of authority, whereas now we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. She's doing it to everyone. <laughs> she is. And again, another mark of uh, why this school is better than my school because even though they're pelting Carrie with sanitary products I was like well, you've got free sanitary products in school that's amazing <laughs> like, what a waste anyway we will meet Mrs White she is most pointedly not drinking in the afternoon um, mm. can we just the one thing I wanted to mention which I touched on at the start is that meeting with the principal and Miss Collins because this yeah. is where Miss Collins says I felt like the girls did I wanted to just grab Carrie and shake her mm-hmm. um, because it was just a period and, you know, she was being hysterical. Yes. So, And she feels in that moment embarrassed at her lack of sympathy and empathy for Carrie, which I think influences a lot of her subsequent... But I, I guess, I think I guess the other way around. I think she was like Carrie, and that's why she's so fucked off with her, because she's like, pull yourself together. That's why she says to her later, if you just put a bit of makeup on and curled your hair, you'd be pretty, because that's what someone said to her, and she's worked really hard to be that person, that's and the Carrie's upsetting her, because it's like, I used to be like you. I thought it was just guilt. I thought it was guilt from not reacting as she wanted to react in the shower, because she is a successful, you know, attractive woman. And yeah. that's well, that she's was... a PE teacher, so... <laughs> <laughs> she's got a job, Vicky. <laughs> that's true. I'm just saying, in the hierarchy of taking the piss out of teachers, PE teachers do come off worse, don't they? I mean, listen... Oh, we had excellent PE teachers and scary as fuck, but... Yeah. Come on. I've told you, my mistake. I shouldn't probably say his name. Cut that, Nick. <laughs> I told you my Mr. X uh, story where a couple of kids uh, were high-fiving in the changing rooms. They did a little high-five together and he came up to them really sort of calm and just went, what's that? What's that there? Little high-five? Little high-five? You babies! <laughs> just, just because they high five, Just on another level of logic, PE teachers operate. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think 
Um, she feels she's like I wanted to shake her because that's myself that's what that okay. is and it's definitely not the first time Carrie has behaved in this kind of way they would have seen this for years yeah. and been very frustrated by her yeah. behaviour and the, yeah the frustration is like Miss Collins says we, you know you can't go and talk or one of the principals says you can't go and talk to her mum we can't interfere but it's very maddening that you can't tell this girl the most basic stuff mm-hmm. um, the best bit of that scene though is when she's got the blood on her and shorts he goes, and, and it's right near his face he's like yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the best uh, that's Betty Buckley doing the creepy carry, creepy carry voice. Oh yeah. And Brian De Palma's nephew is the kid on the bike. Yeah. 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 So Carrie, she's asking her mum, you know, why didn't you tell me? And that's because, in my opinion, mum hates her st- herself and by extension hates her daughter, and she wants to protect her, and she wants to fuck her up all at the same time, which is amazing. I just want to commend uh, the makeup and hair department because her hair, Mrs. White's hair, is exactly the right <laughs> lack of conditioning for someone <laughs> who is a God-bothering door mm. knocker so because she it. won't allow herself, you know, fine, you know, the beauty products. Exactly. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, that's probably the devil's work. You're trying to make me into something. Yeah. I'm, I'm against that, which is why her hair is so frizzy. She I just thought washes it was... her hair with carbolics exactly. or something. Yeah. But I thought it was inspired that they got that so right. So her mum's upset, Carrie's upset, um, but Carrie's already flipped the ashtray in the principal's office. Her mum's upset and her puts her in the cupboard, but Carrie doesn't do anything. So she's got restraint or it's a bit patchy in terms of the logic. She's in the cupboard with the St. Sebastian sculpture thing, idol, relic, not relic. Um, But she doesn't do anything. She just begs to be let out of the cupboard, but she doesn't like wreck anything and destroy the house. Is it... Is it anger versus being upset, though? Because she's angry that her name is misused. She's called Cassie oh, yeah. four times. So when she does the ashtray, she's angry. Yes, you're Whereas right. Whereas when her mother is locking her away, she's scared. She's scared. Yeah, you're right. That is what it is. Yeah, she said she was channeling Helen Keller and Helen Keller's frustration in these scenes. So yeah. this is someone who's feels trapped, I guess. Yeah. And I don't... Yeah, I think she's just developing the skills, though, isn't she? She's sort of... It's. I don't think it's... It's. It becomes... It, it comes under control later in the film when she finally has the confidence to turn on mum. <laughs> yeah, well, this is where she, a rebellion lovely, starts. Cause... Lovely bit, isn't there, where the mum... Um, it's Margaret, isn't it? Margaret White. Yes. Yes, yes she... Uh, she look, When the phone rings, just the fact that she looks at it like that's odd shows <laughs> yeah. you how few calls are ever made to that house and yeah. how little the phone is used. So good. Do you know the story of St. Sebastian? I do, I think. Okay. He was a Christian martyr. Yeah. He was pierced by... Ar- I only know it's because I've been to San Sebastian and there's a big yeah. picture of him in the gallery. Beautiful place, isn't it? It's lovely. Mm, I went to a film We should it. go. Where does it rate next to Ghent? Oh, such a good question. <laughs> yeah. Thank there's, you, Alex. There's a film festival there and we should see if we could do the podcast live God, on, God, the that'd beach, be amazing. on the beach. Amazing. So he pierced by arrows. Yeah. But then the version I read, because I was reading up about it on Wikipedia, that didn't kill him. He, he was like, goes to Diocletian to warn him about something and he gets stoned to death with a rock. Yeah, he gets healed. <laughs> he gets healed by a saint. That right? That's the rules of stoning, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or a stone. Stone or rock. One of the two, though, classically. Clubbed, clubbed to death. Clubbed to death, Is what Wikipedia you. says. With a rock. It's just such a sad story. <laughs> that can work. He takes all those arrows, then he recovers, and then he goes to warn some bloke and he gets clubbed to death. Yeah, but all those martyr stories aren't true, are they? So no, 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 no means no as well. If, 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 if the same thing keeps happening when you do something, stop doing stop it. Stop doing it, yeah. Um, I will say I hate the psycho strings. Do you? I hate it because I'm immediate. You know, obviously De Palma, you know, 
know, uh, plays homage, we'll say, to, <laughs> to Alfred Hitchcock throughout his film career. But this completely takes me out of the movie. Oh, it's Psycho! But and it happens see, multiple times. Has he changed the name of the school? So it's called Bates High School as well. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it does take you out of the film, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, was... Bates High School I can deal with because it doesn't make... I'm not immediately going, oh, Psycho. But yeah. those strings, I just... It's a piss take. Well, I don't like the split screen. Everyone's like, it's a Brian De Palma like, I think it looks stupid. <laughs> like, he it doesn't, doesn't add anything he to He doesn't me. love it either. No. It what, makes you it look during, like during the, during the thing, the yeah. split screen makes it look like uh, documentary footage almost, mm. which is kind of cool. But other than that, I don't know. No, like he, he said it doesn't work for action scenes. And the whole, that, that whole sequence was split screen. And in the edit bay, he took more and more of it out because yeah. he just said for an action scene, it's you don't want to feel like you've got to concentrate on two yeah. different things. Exactly. But yes, as I was saying, so this is a tiny moment, but when Carrie fixes the mirror, this is... you. Like you were saying about being very lean, she's already rebelling because her mum is trying to open the door and she's like, it's open, it's like, it's clearly not open. Mm. Like, and then you fix the mirror and she's like, nothing's wrong. It's like, so already you've been activated by being locked in the cupboard to start rebelling against your mum. Pretty quick though. Yep. Um, what, were you going to say something? No, 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 you are. I, again, I, I have no problem with how quickly this film rattles along. I yeah. mean, what are we? We're maybe even 15 minutes in and we're, we've got that far into it. It's towards the end where I'm just, the pacing for me is quite wrong. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I, th- I think it's a roller coaster. Mm. Yeah, once we get to prom... It's I'm surprised how fast it all happens. Yes. <laughs> so, Miss Collins, she's going to bollock the bullies. Now, you will notice she doesn't try to talk to them about, let's understand why you did what you did. She threatens them, she humiliates them, and she belittles them, which is like women versus women. But I think it's because she was bullied when she was little, and she's getting her own back now on the bullies. But her own back is aerobics. Again, I think we spend a little bit long here, Brian, if you're asking. Um, and Chris gets a slap across the face. Yeah, well, but, um, Betty Buckley and Amy Irving became good friends on this. And so De Palma had Betty Buckley hurling abuse at Amy from behind the camera, which feels a bit manipulative. Amy Irving said he could have just told me that I was upset and I could have acted it. But he's got my friend shouting this stuff at me. And then he made Betty Buckley slap her for real 30 yes. times. Yeah, you can't do I that. I feel like wow. on a film set... I feel like on a film set... Guns the, last week and now slapping this week. The, the, they were the movie Brats, weren't what, they? What did, yeah. you, what did you say? The seven, things were so much better in the 70s. <laughs> the, um, but, you know, the actor, I think, is the person who says that you can slap me. Not the director so, yeah. demanding it. Not your boss. No. But <laughs> what was nice, actually, in the behind-the-scenes documentary is Amy Irving said then... Uh, sorry, Nancy Allen said then later in the movie when um, John Travolta has to slap me, yeah. he wouldn't do it. Would Couldn't he? do it, oh, no. Yeah, he I found it really hard that, yeah. to, f- to do it. Good, thank you, John. De- <laughs> a decent man. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about more about them too, actually, because it's very interesting after a short break. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, so uh, Sue's going to ask Tommy to take care of the prom. That's to make amends. Chris is asking Billy <laughs> instead to uh, bash a pig and then bleed it, which is obviously quite extreme. But their thing, I don't mm. remember it from the book. It's probably, I'm sure it's in the book. Their thing is, is very complex mm. and unusual. She's very confident in herself in one way because she uses the power of sex to get what she wants from this boy, man, boy, who is violent towards her. And they've got this really nasty relationship, but they do seem to understand each other as well. Mm. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Chris is a fascinating character, even more so than Billy, because she, I think she might be mad uh, or at least be a little bit troubled. Because yeah. I, I, she knows when she calls him a shit for the third time, yes. she's going to be slapped yeah, by yeah, him. Yeah. And she almost wants to take him to that point so that when she rewards him with the blowjob, mm. yeah. he's, he's in a position where perhaps he's slightly wanting to make amends and more likely to do what she wants yeah, because he's hit her. Yeah. Fascinating. Incredibly talented as well, the way she can speak with her mouth full. <laughs> I thought that. She's really? saying quite a lot. I thought really? you had your mouth full. But... <laughs> it's, maybe, it's, maybe it's little John. Do you know what? I said at the start that it isn't a funny movie, but Billy, Billy, I really hate Carrie White. <laughs> it's Fantastic. Funny. It's funny. Because that moment later when she says to him that she wants to pull the bucket and he says, I know you do. It's like those who get each other, they've got a thing. They're probably going to be all right. It's going to be horrible and mean, but it'll be fine. Uh, Weird bit of trivia. Um, They shot the pig sequence at Farmer John's processing plant uh, because someone who worked in the art direction department took photographs all around LA and suggested it. That man's name was Bill Paxton. Oh, yeah, of course. Fun fact. Yeah. There's another thing I wanted to tell you, which I've skipped over. You know, when you first see Carrie's house, it's got the sign outside and it says Paxton Realty. That's for Bill Paxton because he was assistant to Jack Fisk, was he? He worked in the art direction department. Yeah. So they just did that. So that's nice, isn't it? Amazing. And I thought you'd like that. I do like that. We miss him. So Carrie's not sure about Tommy. She knows, so she knows something is up. She will know Clever. something is up the yeah. whole time, more or less. I'll be honest. Every, so I've probably watched this three times and it's every sort of 10 years. Yeah. Something like that. Every time I forget that Sue isn't in on it. Yeah. Because you just feel like she is in on it. Even at the end, I'm getting confused watching her 
connect the dots to seeing what's happening. Yeah. I'm so far behind this movie that I'm thinking she is in on it until she runs to Miss Collins. It's Tommy for me. I Every time, mm. well, I mean, I've only seen it twice, but I, even watching yeah. it this time, I'm like, Tommy is definitely yeah. part of the plan. And neither of them are. No. No. I don't um, know if that's good filmmaking or bad filmmaking. Mum <laughs> <laughs> and daughter are having apple cake for dinner. Of course, this is so. This is quite funny. Where they're eating apple cake, so the fallen woman, um, and then the mum's like, "You will not go to the prop lightning." And she just the way that it lights up it is quite camp. But I don't mind that. And she's saying that after the blood comes, comes the, the boys. boys. Oh, it's great dialogue, isn't it? After the blood comes the because she knows and she wants. She's not afraid to say it. they're sniffing around you. And it's like. You've, they've gone there with the dialogue, which is excellent. Um, but Carrie, again, uh, like being a rebel now, I love it when she says, you can't stop me. And then she says, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Mm. Because that is such a grown-up thing to say. She's had zero power. Now she knows what she's capable of, I think. Was, she's not arguing with her yeah. anymore. She's just saying things are going to change I'm around here. Now, I, don't, yeah. I don't need to beat you with logic. No. We're, we're just done. And I'll only hurt you. She does hurt her in a bit. She's going to push her over. But yeah. you're, you're forcing me to do yeah. that, which is kind of an abusive thing to say. But it's just very measured and calm. And you should be scared of her. Mm. I think it as was, well... It was around here that I... I first started to, well, I should have realised earlier, but obviously Margaret White is a staple of King's literature. I was thinking of Mrs. Carmody from when we did The Mist, religious zealots who, mm. who just have this unwavering view of the world based yeah. on their belief system. But they, and, they and who are who, right, do they? Uh, no, they're both um, correct, <laughs> aren't they? Um, yeah, Margaret White is knows the danger that her daughter poses yes. to the world and yes. so is trying to keep her at home and away from where she can do all this damage. Yeah. Eventually, Carrie gets away from her and goes to the prom and guess what? Margaret White was right. Everyone this does. girl is dangerous. The world is not going to accept her. She's going to turn on them and kill a bunch of fucking people. <laughs> Margaret White's the hero of this story. But the thing is, if mum... Right, so Carrie's like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm going, You'd like Tommy as a nice boy. If mum was more supportive, Carrie knows something is not right and she will continue to know up until the point more or less when she gets the crown put on her head and then she might be that's like so brilliantly timed because at the moment she lets go of the suspicion is the moment she gets hit with the blood mm. but if mum was like okay listen you can go then Carrie could relax and maybe would look at the Tommy trickery a bit more interrogatively maybe like what is actually going on and mum and daughter could talk about it but She's not like that. So Carrie is actually going to the prom at this point or going to talk to Tommy at this point to spite her mum because mm. her mum has told her she can't. But, but the, t the stuff with Tommy isn't the bad stuff. It's the stuff with Chris. Yes. Tommy's yeah. doing a nice thing yeah, and so no, is... No, he's not. He is doing... No, he's it's not weird. Really it's weird. But no, it's, it's... he. I mean, is he in love with her by the end? When they kiss each other, you feel like this, he's falling for her yeah, now. Yeah, but no, it's not a nice thing to do because even though it becomes a really nice memory, or it would have done without everything that happened, <laughs> he's not taking her to the prom because he wants to. He's doing it because his girlfriend has asked him to and that's not nice. There's no yeah. way for Carrie to come out of that and say nothing, say all the bad stuff hadn't yeah. happened and go, oh, that's a nice thing you did for me. It's not a nice... It's 10 I things I hate about you. Yeah. It's not a nice no, thing. Because, uh, but I think by the end of it, Tommy is now into it yeah, as well. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. I think when he kisses her, he's doing, you know, there's no need for him to kiss her. That wasn't part of the Sue deal. Yeah. Um, but I think he's done that because he's like, look, even, you know, we might never see each other again where we go our separate ways, but this will make her memory even better if I just give her a kiss. I know that's true, stage. but the end game doesn't work. Imagine the best night of your life and then at the end of it, someone says, this was all a trick. But yeah, I guess they're hoping that she will never find out. I mean, that's never clear, but assuming yeah. everyone goes their separate ways, they're going to college or wherever. Yeah. They, yeah. they are try They are trying to do a nice thing. Mm. In their own way. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, yeah, it's just... It's well-intentioned. Yeah. That's why Sue's a good sort of 
embodiment of that kind of damage that you can do to someone. Like, you mean well, mm. but it's actually a really horrible thing to well, do. Well, Sue and her mum, played by Amy Irving's mum, fun oh, yeah. fact, yeah. Um, they, um, she gives Margaret uh, the money at the beginning of the film. And yes. then Sue does this for Carrie here. They're both doing those things not out of the kindness of their heart. They're both doing those things because they feel guilt. Yeah. Yeah. And they're trying to get rid of the other person or make up for something that's happened that's that they've good, done. I was like, that's, she's got such a good hustle going on as Mrs. White because <laughs> she genuinely believes it, but she's being paid to fuck off. Yeah, but, no, but, but, but I don't think it's a hustle because she, you see her face change when yeah, she's, she's given the money. She's yeah. she's Yeah, she's, um, she's embarrassed and disappointed and she's not there for money. She really believes this shit. I know, but it's a good way though, isn't it? Think so about it, make a living. When that crazy person came up to you in the famous cock and was like, you're being too loud. <laughs> if she'd given you a bit of cash, you'd have, you'd have fucked off. I'd have shut up, maybe. <laughs> um, what about that guy with the bad leg who came up to you, the big Alex Zane fan? He Woo! definitely wanted money. Yeah, <laughs> He did ask you for I, money. I think he did really enjoy Rude Tube, though. So that was something. That was something. Yeah, no, he was there for a while telling us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he knew it inside out. Number 47 was a cat playing the keyboard. He didn't say And, then, that, and he? then when the money wasn't forthcoming, he switched. <laughs> He did. I mean, look, counting down internet videos only gets you so far in a conversation. <laughs> or in a career. I don't know. <laughs> you two. Whoa. Whoa. I'm sorry. I'm no. sorry. No. This is a step up. There, and then what can I it do? It wasn't lying there. It was. It wasn't in the room. <laughs> I don't mean any of these things. I'm just practising, flexing, practising. I don't mean For that. what? I don't just keep short writing, writing, always oh, thinking. Well, then I'm happy to be your punch bag. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you, though? No, obviously not. I'm so sorry. Do you not test things out on me? I think you probably do. Shut up. <laughs> Right, fine. Keep your tits on. Let's get ready for the prom. Yay! I love this band, Vance no, Towers. Can we do the last scene, though, before Carrie goes? Um, I think there's a couple of interesting things there. So she walks in, uh, Margaret, and sees Carrie getting ready and says, Red, I might have known it would be red. She's not wearing red. No, she's wearing pink. So that's a mistake. The, yeah. the, 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 the costume designer made a pink dress, not a red dress. And so De Palma changed the script. And it was Piper Laurie said, no, I want to say the line. And it does make her seem madder. Yeah. It's, a, it's actually a great moment because <laughs> yeah. she's, she's basically seeing things that aren't there. So I think that's very good. Also, obviously, dirty pillows. Dirty pillows. Dirty pillows. Why is it so upsetting? Because pillows is cute. Pillows dirty, are isn't? lovely and yeah. clean. If you've got a dirty pillow, that oh, means you're yeah. sleeping on filth. That's true. So that's it. Um, and I guess my question to you, Vicky, is what has happened to Margaret? I've written down about six different things as to why she is the way she is. She said... She said Carrie's father ran away. We learned that earlier in the film. Yeah. But was she, was Carrie the result of a sexual assault? Yeah. Has she gone mad because her husband's left her? Yes. And, and she's stuck on her own? Yeah. Like, where has all this come from? Like, has she always been like this? I think she's always been religious. And then the, the, con- not the consent, the conception of Carrie is complicated because the way she describes it, it's like mm. you're describing a rape. Yes. And you, but then in your head, you're like, oh, but I look, she said I didn't love it. She said I enjoyed it or I wanted it or something. But her opinions of sex make it's everything sound like rape. Sex is rape to that's, her. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And she's like, we were very good. We were very good. We didn't do anything. And then I could smell the whiskey. So it doesn't sound like a good situation no. for her. But then she starts going, I enjoyed it. Yeah, she loved it. Mm, so um, this moment of weakness, maybe, so has she driven feels, her mad. Yeah, the, uh, the moment of weakness. Mm. 
where she, in her mind, let him do something that she wouldn't normally let him do, results in a baby, and mm. so therefore you hate that baby. But also, you then you've got this skewed idea of like what men are like, and so you want to protect her because the minute she starts to menstruate, then the boys will come. So you are trying to protect her, but also by not telling her about what's going to happen to her, you are trying to wreck it for her because you could create a confident young woman who was ready to face the world and all the rest of it, but what you do is create this nervous, like ignorant, timid, like alien uh who's got no chance mm. so you and you want her as your pet you want her to stay with you forever but you hate her as well it's very complicated i mean we should be looking to carry to the rage yeah. for our answers because that young girl is um a child of the same man who was carrie's father oh and so he's the one carrying this telekinesis round. fuck that are you joking <laughs> no fuck off <laughs> is that real yeah jesus christ i'm sorry Bloody it's magic man. sperm mm. Oh, I hate that. Magic sperm. <laughs> Here I go. <laughs> You're going to get the power. <laughs> uh, Carrie pushes her mum over and then her mum says, which gives you lots of clues as to what she thinks, really, thou shall not suffer a witch to live. So she thinks she's a witch and she's not going to let her live, obviously. Uh, not a very mum-like thing to think or do. Very much in contrast to the mum in Ginger Snaps, which we'll get to. Oh, she's very supportive. She's great. Uh, Carrie's at just, the prom. Just as mad. Uh, Vansel Towers, <laughs> yeah. this... Uh, this this prom act, I got fascinated by them because I really like Education Blues, which is the song that they are performing. <laughs> yeah, when good, we come they're to good. The yeah, it sounds good. They're really good. They weren't they weren't marketed very well after this, but they were a, a hot young thing for. Uh, they were a bit of a flash in the pan, but uh, they were called Vansor Towers as a marketing tool because then young fans would pick whether they liked Michael Towers or Glenn Vance, the lead guitarist or the vocalist. Huge. Do you know how they, they could have made Vansor more money Towers. if they changed their name to? To the carry band <laughs> because who wouldn't want that band at your prom that is so true that's such a good you'd point. hire them for your friggin wedding I'd be hiring them for my dad's 80th let's get them everywhere Jesus it's... Chris you're a marketing genius what <laughs> the fuck carry prom band sorry carry prom band carry prom it's, it's interesting isn't it because I guess at the time they were the equivalent of like the mighty mighty boss tones in Clueless <laughs> mm. or the offspring in about 2017 movies <laughs> actually no they should have changed their name to the dirty pillows <laughs> oh, everyone would have got it that's good Good. Lovely stuff. So I feel like it's a silent film from here on in, yeah. which is brilliant. I, I get what you're saying, Alex, because I think part, part of the reason you're saying what you're saying is because the next half hour, 15 minutes of it is in slow motion. <laughs> but I just love the build. I love the build of, of tension, of, of suspense. Um, the, 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 we, we cut to, to um, Margaret White chopping um, with oh, Chekhov's knife. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, that what, carrot's going to get it. What's good is the fact that it it plays with your idea of which bits are going to be prolonged and which bits happen quite quickly. So the fact that they go, it's time to announce the king or queen. Bang! It's Tommy Ross and uh, and, and Carrie. Like you expect a little bit of. A pause there, are like, oh, mm. is it going to be them? But no, we go straight into it, and then the big pause but, before the blood. But you've yeah. also had the the three minute scene with the ballots, mm. which is the the thing that De Palma was arguing with the studio about because that took a day of rehearsals. He calls it the figure of eight, and it's so complicated how they shot that. But he that was one of those moments where De Palma says to the studio, "You want me to make this movie? This is how you make this movie." And they yeah. got frustrated. But I mean, he, he is a director who, and I, you know, I've said this before when we've talked about films he does like to draw attention to himself mm-hmm. and the fact that he's directing and he's the director mm-hmm. like you're very aware that he is Doing showing something. off but yeah. it's 
He wants you to be aware of where the camera is and the importance of where the camera's positioned. That's the kind of director he is, like Hitchcock. And equally, it's so important, this sequence, uh, the different point of views. And he spends a long time establishing them, but we get everyone's point of view. So, I mean, it's such a complicated scene, actually, when you think about what we're learning and what who knows what at which point. Yeah. It's it's very brilliantly put together. And I fucking hate Norma. She's the worst of the worst. She's a bitch. PJ Souls. She's basically, she's not put any effort into the prank, but she'll laugh along. She's just like a cheerleader for Chris. Yeah. I mean, I I remember this scene. I remember the end of the scene. I don't remember how fantastically put together. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing, like the the artfulness of how it's done and then the music which is telling you this is a brilliant moment mm. and Sissy SpaceX face she's beatific she's, she's mm. and then she you can see she's like oh it is actually real like yeah. this is actually real and, and everything changes it's so like Amy Irving's so good like when she's mm. like yay it happened and then she's like but what's this rope <laughs> it's so good yeah, it's, like, it's like the shower scene in reverse instead of everyone like terrorising Carrie it's everyone like celebrating Carrie and, yeah and, and Hitchcock said that the run up this had department put it the run up is more interesting than the act itself and that's all he's doing here it's a lot of running up yeah but it's all very effective for, you know, the moment. And there's been some sort of on-the-nose stuff, but it's fine. Like, Miss Collins says, it's quite good, actually, to foreground what a prom is to us. because I never forget You'll never it. forget it. <laughs> it's line. like being on Mars, <laughs> like things like that. And if you if you hadn't seen the film, you didn't know what was going to happen. It's quite good if you've never been to a prom and you've got this teacher that you do trust by this point. And, you know, her story is quite cute about having the wrong shoes to mm. kiss this boy or whatever. Getting sliced in two. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I think people, young people in England now do have problems. They do have problems. We did not. No, we had a school leavers do, and so- at which a PE teacher tried to assault me. So more on that later. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Really, just a whole horrible mess. Yeah, um, I understand your angle on PE teachers now. Yeah, you would. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I'm 15. Don't matter. Okay, cool. Bye. <laughs> Why did you never run that fast in class? <laughs> Yeah, you love the bleep test now, don't you? You weird bitch, run! I didn't fancy you anyway. Fuck off! Oh my god, I'm dying. Oh, I'm all. Ooh. You've gone red, have I? Uh, unsurprisingly, in this instance, oh, Jesus Christ. free pin up. Awful. Just give me a second. Anyway, so um, yeah, so she's under the thing. Uh, it's unusual at first. I didn't get why Miss Collins is like, Sue, get the fuck out of here. Like, she's obviously saying to her, something's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I wrote down, what a fucking idiot. Basically, <laughs> Sue could have saved the day, but Miss Collins bundles her out. But I'm assuming because she imagines the last, her last interaction with Snoo, Sue was where she thought there was maybe some ruse going on with Tommy and yeah. the whole taking her to the prom. She was there when Sue was chucking sanitary towels at her in the changing and room. Sue's so she wouldn't be know. there. Sue's no, not supposed to be there, so she's kicking her out. I thought she thought Sue had got jealous because Tommy's really into it. Yeah. They're king and queen. No, 100%. That's yeah. what's happening. So Sue, thinks- Sue's, Sue's gone there to cause trouble because Carrie's on stage with her boyfriend. Yeah. Is what she Is thinks. what Miss Collins yeah. thinks, yeah. yeah. So then the music, you know, you won't notice it, but the music's changed because then the bucket goes over it and it's this very viscous gloop mm. and then the silence and it's like oh it's, it's been if, such a busy scene mm. and now it's just completely quiet it's the first of two of these scenes if you look at chris's face it's like she's having an orgasm yeah while she's pulling and <laughs> and the the, the the blood is flowing yeah um city spacex said it it was syrup um that was all over her heated syrup and she said it felt like a warm blanket Aww. At first, obviously, it turns to <laughs> yeah, shit for them. After, like, day five. Um, <laughs> yeah. But as I said at the start, uh, men are pointless. Toby gets 
killed by a bucket? I think he does. I think he does. <laughs> just, I, I think, think he, he does. does. No, I think he gets knocked out and then well, the gets burned it... to death with the rest of them. Yeah. No, he gets killed by a bucket. <laughs> uh, but well, at least he doesn't get killed by a deadly hose. Yeah. But obviously, I think one of the best aspects of the film now is what is Carrie seeing and what is real. Oh, We've so got good. this subjective POV. We get this sort of prism on screen and everyone's laughing. Mm. But is everyone laughing? No, because Miss Collins wouldn't be laughing. Miss Collins shouldn't no, be, isn't laughing. laughing. No. But and also these are the ideas that her mother has put in her head. This yeah. is the poison here because we're not only seeing everyone laughing, we're hearing her mother say they're all going to laugh at you. Yeah. And so it's it, coupled with her own paranoia yeah. uh, for which, good reason. Yeah, which is well found. Uh, just makes absolutely, uh, just it's just a brilliant moment, isn't it? And then her, De Palma said she just went into this Zen trance, yeah. Sissy Spacek, it's and you can incredible. see it. She said, I'm not, it. It wasn't even directing her anymore. It looks like it's, it's a switch. She's already got quite an unusual face. Yeah. And she already looks quite intense, even when she's very happy. Yeah. And then it's like a switch has gone and her mind has just gone. Yeah. She's just had enough. And that's it. She's a robot from that point on. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and, and I know we're saying we don't love the split screen, but I wonder if that's a way of having her maybe disassociate from events. Yeah. That there's two, these two separate things are coming out of. She's seeing these two separate things from each eye. Yeah, and she's not really within the within the moment. It's sort of something else has taken over. I mean, the deadly hole stuff is stupid. It works better in the book because she leaves and then she locks the doors from the outside and sets the thing on fire. Um, it just feels this is again. It's. I mean, I know this is meant to be horror. But I just feel so sorry for Carrie so at this point. Yeah. It makes me sad. The, the hose you mentioned um, broke, uh, that water broke PJ Soul's eardrum. Did it? Oh my God. <laughs> the 70s. The 70s. I just um, think it's, it's worth having her inside because then when the fire goes like whoosh behind her and you've got all the fairy lights, it's so lovely mm, to look at. It's, it's such just... an image. Um, how do you feel about turning this woman's body into a weapon? <laughs> How do I ever feel about it, Chris? Mm. Uh, I think it's fine. Yeah, and we're turning women against each other here. How are we feeling about that? It's, that's very obvious time, though. I don't think you... I haven't seen the new one, but I... Do they still do that in the new one with... Um, I can't remember. Oh, well, no, more in it. She takes on the town a bit more in the yeah. new one. I know she blows up a petrol station. I mean, it is, yes. the, plot of the, it is the plot of Carrie. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's women versus women, which if she didn't die, wouldn't be the end of the world, but she does. So... Um, <gasps> wonder what her change is going to be. <laughs> so Carrie goes home. Now, there are candles on the bed, and then you think, oh, that's never a good sign because that's bad. Uh, Mum's hiding with a knife. I was actually getting quite stressed about the continuity of the corn syrup because it's always in the same place. Mm. But apparently she slept in it so that they didn't have to... It's just a bit where she just goes, hold me, Mama. I'm just, again, sad. Yes, poor girl. She just wants to be held by her mum. She's giving giving in. She's like, you were right. You were right. Well, she gets what she wants. Mum does hold her in a second. (laughs) So she unburdens about the conception, Mm. which we've talked about. I should have killed myself when he put it in me. Like, right then? <laughs> no, she said after the first time, I think, is what she said. She does say that, doesn't she? Yeah. Strange so line. So they didn't have a baby straight away. No. She just hates sex. She's terrified. People that are terrified of sex tend to hate it, but they don't hate it. And then if they like it when they have it, that just makes them feel worse, doesn't it? It's why so many mm. people have so many complicated feelings towards it. it should We should all be much more, let's just say... Not me, I'm fine with it. What? <laughs> like, let's all be like the Dutch or something and just be fine with everything. Uh, but yes. If, if, if we ever need a slogan for this show, <laughs> let's be more like the Dutch. Just fine with everything. Everything's fine. So mum does stab Carrie. 
Carrie's not going to have that. So she starts flinging kitchen utensils at her like St. Sebastian. I forgot that she gets stabbed by a palette knife. That's that's not easy. <laughs> but no, but it's going at some force. It is going at some force. <laughs> but even so, that is not a bladed weapon. Because in the book, it's different, obviously, how Margaret dies. Yeah, she stops her heart with yeah. her mind. Yeah. Which I read so many daft internet things being like, that was too expensive to film. It's like, that's the cheapest thing to film. No, because you just no, go, no. Department has always said the same thing. <laughs> It's not very cinematic. No, it's like, I read the goes, script. I'm like, well, we can't do that. And he's quite funny. The documentary. He said, I, I see these other versions that are making, and I laugh so hard at the fact that they make the mistakes that I didn't. Yeah, fair <laughs> because, enough. Because guess what? Stopping someone's you know heart with a with a mind is not an exciting climax for your film. I also like the idea of Brian De Palma sitting at home watching other versions of Carrie yeah. going. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't yeah. get. I, I mean, knew what I was doing. No, that idiot. It's very enjoyable watching him do that. <laughs> um, but how Piper Laurie's reacting when she's killing her daughter is Piper Laurie herself said it's the most wonderful thing that could have happened to my child, like graduating high school. Yes, is is is, is giving her to heaven. Um, but that's the why. The, so the orgasm death apparently is Piper Laurie's idea because she thought that the character was quite comedic and wanted to keep running with this idea that it was a little bit of comedy there. Cool. I think it must be fun to hang out with Piper Laurie. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard this her, is a hilarious. I've, I've, heard, I've heard her say it's sort of satire is the word she uses of the humour here. Yeah, but um, how she looked at it as well is this is Margaret's first orgasm. Yes, which I think is a, is a great thing. But also, what's interesting is the how she is killed comes directly from her abuse because she's she's shut her daughter in with the San Sebastian. Yes. Uh, thing that he, she's looked at all her life, and now she uses that to take her mum out. I and think she's it's pierced with phallic objects. Pew, yeah. pew, pew, it's pew, come. Pew. It just. I just love the way it all comes full circle, essentially. And also, if it is, it's definitely an orgasm, a hundred thousand percent. It's not funny. It's very frightening. I didn't notice it was an orgasm. You, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's okay. making. Well, I guess she's maybe so you've never heard one. Yeah, that's, that's the, <laughs> that could be the only explanation. Good, good because we. I don't already had enough issues <laughs> with this whole. That's what that sounds like. That's Great. what that sound is. Cool, cool, cool. Um, uh, yeah, and, and yeah, and, and she said, uh, "This is Piper Laurie, uh, R.I.P." She, she died a couple of days before recording this, uh, very sadly. But yeah, Margaret's triumph because she is also going where she wants to be to heaven. It's so sick. Yeah, but also, yeah, no, it's right. It's right for the character because she's having her first orgasm. So then she could be like, "Oh, this is what I've missed." That's a shame. Wish I was here for a bit more of that. Yeah. And sorry about all this shit before. That was fun. <laughs> when she arrives at the... Uh, the I feel great. The I mean, game. it would have been quite dangerous for her to get another one, though. <laughs> uh, Is this you how just... you do it? Why are you, why are you handing me all those knives, Margaret? Uh, just bear with me. <laughs> I, I've, got, I've got a new change. She turns up at Heaven's Gate smoking a cigarette going... <sighs> I'm just so that relaxed. You see this statue? What was I worried about? <laughs> you see this statue, Fred? Put him in me. <laughs> she could be more like the Dutch and get some sex toys and then sure, she'd be happy. Sure. So now, this is the bit, This I don't remember any of this, but Carrie's in grief because she's killed her mum, but she needs her mum. She's got no other friend in the world and what a shit friend she was and it's awful for her. So she folds the house in <laughs> on herself. Well... So this is, you know about the opening and closing of this film that were cut. They were shot but cut because raining that's why we've got an issue here. Oh, we, raining, it's made, raining stones. stones, yeah. Yeah, so the, the, the film, and they shot this, it starts with, um, well, it actually starts with Carrie seeing a girl sunbathing next door and ask the girl about her dirty pillows. Cool. Um, and mum sees her and starts screaming and then these small stones rain from the sky, which sets up the ending where Carrie is obviously 
going mad mm. and large stones rain from the sky and that's what takes the house down mm. and right. she's sort of almost protecting her mother from the stones because she knows it's her she's oh. sort of feeling guilt okay. over killing her mother but they it just wasn't working the opening scene it looked like rain not stones yes. and here the little house wasn't was they didn't have time to shoot it all the crane stopped working <laughs> so the house folds in on itself for no real reason but I guess Carrie's mind but it's funny because you actually the, st- the, the big stones are still falling inside but because we're oh, paying right. attention to the, we're not really noticing that it feels like the ceiling falling rather than what yeah, it is which I is agree. rocks from oh, well, heaven I didn't notice yeah um, and so then we end with Sue uh, Sue's not going to sleep well again for a while this never landed for me like emotionally I don't really care enough about Sue to be like oh that poor you but obviously the jump scare the grave hand scared mm. the shit out of me both times yeah I, I mean I think I was looking at it the other way I was like yeah you deserve that Sue because yeah. you know you were still a bad person and to go on your logic, making Tommy do that wasn't necessarily ever going to end well. So yeah. no. this is your punishment. But it, it feels like it gives Carrie power from beyond the grave as well. Yeah. Uh, not literally, I mean, just metaphorically. But this was entirely Brian De Palma's idea yeah. uh, from Deliverance because John Voight has the dream and the hand comes up from the river in the dream. and oh, yeah. So it's actually exactly the same. And yeah. he's, he's very honest about that. But um, Stephen King has said it's a better ending than mine. His, that's his, untrue. His, <laughs> Sorry, Stephen. What, that's what, what happens in Stephen King's ending? In the end of the book, yeah. Carrie is dead and then we cut to a different it's a, a few it might be a few years might be a few months I can't remember I might be completely wrong it's different and a woman is on the phone to her sister I think talking about her baby daughter and saying it's a miracle she can just move things in the cot isn't this incredible and the and then there's like a weird like an advisory board and it's much more about the threat that this power poses to the world and they thought they'd wiped it out there was like an investigation into what happened at the school it's like the black prom and all of that and so the town is like okay we've done it that can never happen again and and then it's just a cool little epilogue where this woman's like, she can move toys. It's amazing. And you're like, oh, the power lives. OK, but it's not a reincarnation of Carrie. No. Right. And not as good as... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the woman's not like, I guess they were daddies or and that's, whatever. that's actually Sissy Spacek insisted on being buried herself. She wanted it to be her hand. Quite right. And... Uh, <laughs> Don't do my hand without me. Right. Brian De Palma went, I got Jack Fisk, her husband, to bury her because I wasn't going to do it. He's like a handler, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> they make a good team. They do. Are they still married? Uh, yes. Ooh, yeah. Nice. They, they, they've uh, One of their daughters is a quite a good actress. Skylar, I think. Yeah, like they've had a like, good lives. That's great. Well lived. <laughs> good. Um, that, Amy Irving's mum said that in that scene, she accidentally called her Amy. <laughs> she thinks she, she said I can kind of hear it yeah. but she said because people were screaming so much no one really notices <laughs> no. turns out this one's a bit slapdash <laughs> <laughs> but it's very low budget yeah it yeah. is surprisingly so and that's all I have unless there's anything else no yeah. alright then so Chris what was your best scene uh, I like the scene um, when Carrie kills everyone in the gym <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I like the changing room opening. As I said at the start, it's rare that something captures the logic and inverted commas of nightmares as well as that scene does. I like the build-up to the bucket drop. I think it's unbelievably mm. good, and I can't believe I didn't remember how good it was and that Mark said this film was boring. I was like, are you seeing the same thing yeah, that but I'm it, it is episodic. Yeah. So. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's your most valuable whatever, Alex? Uh, Sissy Spacek. Uh, just wow, the amount of sympathy that she generates for that character perhaps is why I find this film more sad than scary because at the end uh, horrible things are happening but I'm like fucking damn right go get them girl yes so Sissy Spacek and you um, 
I'm going to mess this up here because I don't think it's fair to split them. So I'm going to say Sissy Spacek and Piper Laurie. Okay. I'm sorry, but it, it is a dance they're doing. It's a back and forth they're doing. Weak, strong, strong, weak. And I think it only works if they're both at the top of their game. Hence, they've both got Academy Award nominations. Oh, I think Sissy Spacek. Just for when she switches. It's just bananas that she's already quite blank. And then she's like even more blank. So that's three votes for Sissy Spacek. So Sissy Spacek Sissy wins. Spacek. I got you, Piper, though. I got you. I got you. R.I.P. Uh, Chris, what would you choose? Oh, I said mine. I said mine as well, really. Yeah, it doesn't won't have the impact now. Oh, that's the way it goes. But you want to do it again? Just... No. Okay, cool. This is your change you're not doing. Yeah. Okay. What Do you want to do yours? <laughs> yeah, mine is, as I said at the start, where this film just becomes too lean for me is the fact that you just cannot kill Chris and Billy so quickly. I mean, Chris especially seems more than just a high school bitch. Like, she seems unhinged to the point where if she wasn't doing it to Carrie now, she's going to do it to someone even worse in the future. Yeah. And I just, I need, I need to see them die and I need to see realisation on her face that she has caused this and she needs to see Carrie doing what she's doing to her. I need to see that reaction shot. And because I'm a bit twisted and because I think it sets it up, she is in love with her hair. She loves doing her hair. She She must do it like six times in the car with Billy. And so I think she should get her hair burnt off. She should crawl out of that wreck (laughs) with just a burnt face, but no hair left and realise just before she dies that she is. if she even survived, she's no longer beautiful. Wow. That's what I think because I watched Midnight, F- no, not Midnight Mass, yeah, yeah. The Fall of the House of Usher. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, You don't just hate women. <laughs> that's, that's why that works. That's why episode two of that. Yeah. Oh, they are similar, aren't they? Um, mm. I, I've thought of one. Go on. You've got an actor in this with an actual superpower. You've got a prom. You've got a band. You've got a dance floor. John Travolta oh, has to throw some shapes. I mean, just in the corner, we need to see it. Yeah, that's a good point. He spends too long hiding. I, I've said mine. It's just that because when Sissy Space, when Carrie fully loses it, you suddenly realise the there is no limit to what this person can do. She will do what she chooses to do, but what she chooses to do is not as clean as it could be because she's lost it. And if she could, if she had power over her power, she would be completely, she would flatten the world kind of thing. Mm. And I feel sorry for her. So she's like a superhero, but real, which is much more scary without being in a, you know, she's in a costume, I guess. So I want her to live. I want her there to mm. be a way for her to escape so that we can all be scared for ourselves because mm. a reckoning is coming or whatever. Um, but she's just, she's just so powerful like it's terrifying mm. so I mean it's not actually scary it shouldn't be an 18 obviously for obvious reasons uh, but that's what I want to happen right then that is Carrie done and dusted let's look ahead to next week's pairing as Shocktober continues and V I believe you have the clue yeah I've got a clue but but you haven't seen the movie. I haven't yet? seen the movie, but I've, I've just. <laughs> You're going to give it a go. I've just rolled the dice. Are Bit you ready? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This time of year is so commercial. That works, no? Am I going to get the no? The fucking Paul Hollywood handshake. <laughs> oh come on! I mean, it definitely works for one of them. Yeah, but the other one is like bit a bit. No. It's not set at any time of year specifically. No, I know, but it's about the commercial. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very good. Very good. Thanks. <laughs> he doesn't seem convinced. But fuck it. <laughs> 
right then, that is us done. We are, of course, back on Thursday as Shocktober continues, and this particular clash sees Ginger Snaps going up against Carrie. We'll be announcing which film is victorious in the verdict. Until then, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, where we are at ClashPod. Till Thursday, have a horrifying week. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.